This is Cole Zerman, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Warren, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning. Farm news on a Friday morning. I'm Don Wick in studio. We'll have reports from Randy Conan. He'll be reporting from Austin, Texas and Potato Expo. And we'll have an update from Whitney Pittman as well. There is a blizzard warning in place this morning in southeastern South Dakota and southwest Minnesota. All part of a, a major system hitting the nation's midsection. Parts of Nebraska, Iowa, off into Wisconsin and northern Illinois as well. Further north, there may be a few flurries, but hazardous cold will be the story. Most of the northern plains is starting the day below zero, with wind chill values as much as 40 below. As winds kick in tonight, whiteout conditions are expected in far southeastern South Dakota and southwest Minnesota. The money farm broker Alan Heffling says livestock markets are seeing support from this wintry weather. I think weather is planning, obviously, in the cash market. They're calling it steady, and that's just because they can't get all the animals to slaughter. That's short-term bullish, but uh, backing up cattle is not bullish. So once the roads are cleared and weather-wise, uh, you might see a little softer cash next week. But there are severe uh, cold temperatures moving into the heart of the corn belt and cattle belt, and that should slow gains up, uh, which is somewhat friendly, too. So and the hog market uh, had a good week so far. So April hogs starting to poke their head above 80 bucks here. The extreme cold means cattle need more energy just to maintain weight. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. Iowa State University Extension Beef Specialist Beth Doran warns producers against changing rations to meet increased energy needs. The one thing to be careful about right now is making, you know, quick ration changes. We don't want to do that because that can actually make things worse. So I would keep them on the same kinds of rations that they've been used to. Uh, just feed a little, increase the amount of it rather than trying to adjust those rations a lot. Hoping that the weather will clear out on us. The other thing is making sure, you know, we keep those cattle dry. We need to try to do our best to keep them dry. And from an environmental standpoint, you know, if we get a lot of snow, try to get that snow removed from that feedlot uh, just to prevent, you know, melt-off and environmental contamination. Simply using equipment becomes a challenge in these conditions, but maintaining pens is important to animal health. I know our feedlot producers are extremely busy right now, you know, uh, with the cold weather. The other thing they're going to be facing is we get into cold weather and a lot of them are using equipment like tractors that are diesel-based. There's the possibility on those tractors, you know, what they call gelling up. And so um, our producers have got their hands full right now with cold weather and with this impending snow. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Walsh Trading Vice President of Commercial Hedging, John Ware, says is seeing some technical trade happening ahead of today's USDA reports. Well, it's the first one of the year, so all eyes are looking for something. Um, I think we could see is maybe reshuffle the deck if we get any surprises uh, a bit on the ag side, but uh, right now we're not getting any, any indicators we're going to see any kind of uh, big headline coming from that. So as long as we're on course for the forecast, we should probably uh, maintain these technical levels for the time being. Uh, you know, I won't say it's a seasonal play, but this time of year, we're always looking for something uh, outside markets as we're sort of in the dormant uh, trading time related to grains right now. 
Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has filed for cloture on the continuing resolution. Cloture means the end of debate and puts the issue on the congressional calendar. The clock is ticking with the money to fund several agencies, including USDA, running out January 19th. House Speaker Mike Johnson is still trying to put the votes together necessary to pass a continuing resolution in that chamber and also prevent a government shutdown. A U.S.-led attack has levied a series of attacks on, uh, I'm sorry, a U.S.-led coalition has levied a series of attacks on Houthi rebels in Yemen. These militant pirates have been attacking commercial shipments on the Red Sea. President Joe Biden released a statement saying the U.S. and its partners will not allow these hostile forces to shut down one of the world's most important commercial routes. The U.S. was joined by England, Australia, Bahrain, Canada, and the Netherlands in this coalition attack. Record-setting attendance for Potato Expo this year in Austin, Texas. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Randy Conan caught up with Carlstad, Minnesota farmer Justin Dagan at the Minnesota Certified Seed Potato Booth. Uh, Justin, let's talk about the, uh, we're here in the uh, Minnesota Certified Seed Booth. Let's talk about the state of the seed industry in Minnesota. So, uh, as a seed producer, I am focused on producing new cultivars, new potato varieties which are higher yielding, better quality, more efficient, more disease resistant, and that's what seed growers are, are trying to do here in the United States and in the Northern Plains particularly. And we're excited about some, some really exciting new germplasm we have to uh, work with in the years ahead. And that's where you start off with just small plots first to find out which ones work the best, or is that done before it gets to you? You know, we've got a, a very excellent potato breeding program at North Dakota State University and uh, the University of Minnesota, and all the breeding programs in the United States, there's about seven or eight of them, they work together to help develop the very best, newest varieties. So they will breed a potato that looks like it has potential with whatever attributes and then we as seed growers will increase that to a commercial level where it can actually become usable for the industry. Do you face challenges that the normal potato grower doesn't face then? You know, we are so focused on planting clean seed and keeping it clean for three or four or five years before it gets flushed out. So we're just about producing a clean, pristine environment in order to grow our seed. How much does consumer preference, whether it's reds, yellows, does that make on your decisions? That is a great question, Randy, because the consumer is always correct and consumer preferences are changing. As we've seen in the Red River Valley in the last 30 years, consumers are demanding more yellow flesh potatoes. They're attractive, they're delicious, and they're just slowly replacing the traditional red skin potatoes that we've grown for a hundred and whatever years in the valley, you know, as a consumer product. Justin Dagan here at the uh, Minnesota Sea Potato Booth. A report from Potato Expo brought to you by Syngenta, the National Potato Council, AMVAC, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Gowan, and Bayer. From Potato Expo in Austin, Texas, I'm Randy Conan for the Red River Farm Network. Policy Solutions President Jay Truitt says there are several possibilities for keeping the government funded another year as the deadlines approach in mid-January. 
like uh, the late uh, last possible shutdown, he says another continuing resolution is likely. There's probably like three or four or five routes, but some of it is kind of pipe dream stuff, right? The most realistic things that can happen, honestly, are that we do a short-term resolution that gets us into like the middle of March, uh, early into the middle of March, maybe later into March. Um, the next one is is that they try to do one all the way to the budget committee's uh, House Budget Committee's deadline, which is end of May. Uh, and then the next one um, really gets kind of rare, and that's that we're going to move it all the way into the the end of July for the recess that that takes place there. There are a lot of complications standing in the way, uh, and I do think that they're going to get this first one. This first one will get done. It'll be a little bit ugly. I don't think that uh, that we'll see Ukraine or Israel be a part of that particular package, but I do do think that there may be some minor. Um, uh, give away on the on the uh, border um, enforcement provisions, literally, just to dodge this bullet of Secretary Mayorkas um, uh, being in, potentially facing impeachment, and and potentially even uh, uh, getting getting more votes than you might think over on the on the Senate side. Consumer trends have changed over time. Northland Potato Associates President Gary Shields says that includes the expansion of yellow potato production. We produce the finest potatoes in the world. I don't care what anybody says. Um, they'll have to prove me wrong. But the yellow potatoes, uh, just like the reds, they have a very earthy taste. Our glacial soils, uh, the you know the micro, micro, tiny, tiny soils that you know we grow in. Uh, we get the flavor. We get the flavor of, I always say the flavor of the good earth. Uh, they're just a good, good flavored potato. So, yeah, right now uh, uh, we're seeing yellows just about as close to the reds uh, from what I'm seeing. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The port of Duluth Superior enjoyed its longest navigation season ever. The last cargo shipment of beet pulp pellets headed to, to was headed to Ireland. The shipping season out of Duluth lasted 277 days. The St. Lawrence Seaway officially closed on January 5th. That's the latest closing date in history there as well. Miravis Prime is Syngenta's newest fungicide. Syngenta Agronomic Service Representative Jeff Hopp says this product is a game changer for disease management in potatoes. What we see is really good plant health attributes that Mervis Prime will deliver. Uh, a lot of times if you open up that canopy when you apply after row closure, you'll see a delay in the senescence or the aging of the crop. Uh, the, the lower leaves will still be uh, less incidence of disease on them. They're going to hold their uh, chlorophyll longer, which translates to bulking up later into the season to optimize yield. Syngenta is preparing to launch a new insecticide this summer. It's uh, branded right now Clonazolin technology and it is going to be a very unique insecticide that's going to come not only into potatoes but across broad spectrum crops. When we look at potatoes and we look at resistance to uh, Colorado potato beetle and psyllids with existing chemistry, this is a new uh, frack group for us, it's it, it, or a new insecticide group, it's in the group 30, so uh, new mode of action for that. The new Syngenta insecticide will be available for the 2025 growing season.
Former Minnesota House Speaker Kurt Daunt will resign from the legislature February 11th. That's one day before the 2024 legislative session begins. Daunt led the Republican majority from 2015 to 2019. In markets on this crop report day, March Minneapolis wheat, 703 and three quarters, three and three quarter higher. Chicago wheat for March, six higher, and hard red winter wheat March, a three cent gain. March corn, a penny better, 458 and three quarters. Soybeans for March, 1243 and a quarter, that's six and three quarter cents higher. Checking the farm calendar next week, Tuesday will be the Wild World of Weeds workshop. It's fun to say they'll have that on Tuesday. Uh, the uh, in-person event at the Fargo Dome uh, will be starting with registration at 7.30 in the morning. North of the border, Brandon, the Manitoba Ag Days will be going on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week. Over 550 exhibitors in that trade show, some 60 speakers over the three days. Have a great day. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.